here we are. Episode three. We had a little episode three. We have a little bit of a uh, alternative setup. We have some uh, work being done on the toy hauler, and we uh, we had a race weekend. Work being done. Kind of one race. There's no GNCC. There was the. they did race at Mesa I4MX, I did. Um, but Seattle, the Pacific Northwest, I mean, that's one of those trips, I think, as as race fans, whether it's the Seattle Supercross or Washougal, we all want to go to. So if you see us glistening, it's we're sitting out at Derek's pool deck today. Um, the, the, uh, the traveling studio is in the shop getting some warranty work done, so alternative solution. We uh, doing a little... Uh, Pool pool day today. You get to sit in sunny Florida in the heat. And this. <laughs> exactly. Thank God it's spring. Yep. You know, I mean, fr- you're from the Northeast. Spring is actually like beautiful temperatures in Florida. It just means it's ninety. Ninety is <laughs> <laughs> acceptable for doing this today. Yeah, we wouldn't be doing this in August. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Seattle Supercross, and we're also going to talk about Dade City Round Three or Four. Dade City Round Four. Round East Four. Egg hunt. Easter egg hunt. We're going to talk about not every weekend is a is not a good week is a good weekend. Um, do we want to start Supercross or do we want to start with Dade City? It's up to you. We can we can hit uh, Seattle first. Let's and, hit uh, Seattle. I've got. We always start with the the Supercross, so we might as well line that all up. All right. And... So Seattle round. I don't even know, but I guess we we have a week off next week from Supercross, so that's going to be Derek and Trey's biopic. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna talk about. Who we are and why the hell we're even doing this? How we met, how we, where we started. Yeah, it's a, it's quite the, quite the story. But all right, so Seattle, there's always a chance of rain, always. Yep. It poured, but my God, by the end of that race, that track was pretty dry. Yeah, and uh, so luckily they they tarped it off like they always do. Um, it was, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a mess. Obviously, we were we were racing. We didn't get to watch a whole lot of race day live or anything yeah. like that I, I don't think we got to watch anything this weekend i didn't even wasn't even kept up on point standings and we'll, we'll get that to, or um any of the the quali- qualifying or anything and we'll, i mean we're gonna get the my story later well, but. well two quick hits on on you were busy actually like being a moto dad uh date city motocross school which by the way if you are a parent that wants to get their kid involved in motocross Dade City Motocross School has been going on for I don't know how many years, but you it's one of the it's one of the places where you can take your kid and you can they can learn how to ride a motocross track. So there's also mm-hmm. packs, there's other places that do um I think I think uh, Spider does some stuff. So I got a, an input this weekend that Tampa has a like an awesome peewee school. So okay. I guess they break the track down. And let the big bikes go on one half, and I was, we haven't been over there yet. Yeah. It's on Tuesday nights, and the peewees get the other half, and they work them. Like, Sweet. So they. So so if you if you're interested in 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 this environment, which the racing environment is is amazing yeah. in all aspects. I don't care if it's motorcycles, cars, mm-hmm. go karts, whatever. The, the environment is amazing. So you're at you're at motocross school. You're getting ready to race. You're at least you're on motorcycles. I spent the day great productive day, but I spent the day with my wife cleaning off property lines on our property. So I wasn't also I was also not watching race day live, mm-hmm. but there was no racing. Like thank God the race didn't start till ten, so I could at least come back and see like I could catch up on Twitter. Which by the way, if you're a motocross fan, Twitter is the place 
to catch up on what's okay. happening. But uh, let's talk about Seattle. We thought it was going to be a mutter. It was not a mutter. But my takeaway is it was a good race. Overall, we're going to break it down. We're, we'll go through the heats. We'll go through all that stuff. But what was your general takeaway? It's good racing. Um, a couple incidents that obviously we'll get into that were a little questionable. Um, give it up to the Dartworks crew again. They did yeah. an awesome job on that track. I I didn't expect it to turn out the way it did. The start gate was a mess yeah. at, at the beginning of it. Um, and they, they did their job like they always do. Uh, the track broke down pretty gnarly there at the end of the race it was it was getting pretty rough yeah. hard pack rough and um slippy you know like they always do um but yeah getting into the 250 heats it was i mean that's where the action started right away yeah yeah and um so i, I mean you, if you want to jump into heat one we can yeah i'd like to jump into heat one i'm, my... I'm locked on heat two because i'm still well my first note on heat one because i'm gonna jump here i'm gonna cross out this note because i'm gonna say 450 heat one and 250 heat one they actually talked about it they talked about it in the broadcast mm-hmm. 450 heat one and 250 heat one were both weaker heats correct that being said Yoder led that heat for minutes. Yeah. Why? Why didn't they say his name? Like they said his name until the last lap. I'm not sure. Hunter Yoder is an awesome rider. Yeah. Um, I, my kids. I got. I got three young boys. So we went through the whole Blippy series. If you've never heard of it, you don't want to hear of it. But um, Hunter Yoder was on one of those episodes, and the kid he when he used to ride uh, a CRF 150 for uh, Amsoil Honda. Yeah. And the kid can rip. And last year when he made that little debut that he made, I mean, the kid was up, what, I think he was like top five. I mean, I don't know why they won't, they didn't talk about him Was he an OnlyFans guy? He's not an OnlyFans guy, is he? No, not that I know. Okay, because I was just curious because I'm like, Michelle even said she's like, why aren't they saying his name? But to come out and pull that whole shot like that, that kid was ripping. And, and lead, and lead, like for legitimate. how many laps? Yeah. 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 He did, he did an awesome ride. Um, I I was happy to see that. To be honest with you, he's yeah. he's one of those young kids that I think's got a lot of talent. and He's got a lot of future ahead of him, um, and I, that was probably a big boost of confidence. I think. Well, it has we're, to. We're going to see more out of him here. I mean, riding on moon dirt, you don't know what to expect, and you come out and you bust the whole shot, and you lead for. I mean, he led for a good bit of that heat race. Yeah. Um, anything else that pops out for heat one for you? Because I'm going to lead you in here. Anything else for Heat 1? Not really for Heat 1, because like I said, I'm so locked on Heat 2. Okay, so the only note I had, because I sit there with my phone, I take notes, and then I transfer, because I have to transfer them onto paper so that I actually make sense of them. The only thing I have is, I don't need a note, because Derek's going to talk about the 250 (laughs) Heat 2 drama. So, Derek, go. So well, let's, let's start with Ricky Carmichael calling Jet Lawrence, Hunter Lawrence, the entire night. That went on, and I'm like, dude, it's it's good, it's good, it's good because for God's sakes, we've heard nothing but even jet, when Hunter's jet, winning, jet, 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 Hunter's yeah. winning, Jet's brothers leading the heat race, so it was a great, great change of pace. So yes, there there's the first thing. Yes, I'm, I'm an avid Jet fan, like like I've said in many weeks past, um, just the way the kid rides a bike. Yeah. So we get into it, and um, Cameron McAdoo out there, he was putting on a pretty good ride. Yeah. Um, when the whole altercation come about, 
I'm going to jump right into that because it's it's one of those things that everybody's going to be talking about. Everybody's already talking yeah. about. And Jet comes up, and when we get Cameron McAdoo right there beside him, that McAdoo got so excited, and he shouldn't have because taking them both down like that was so unnecessary. That that easily could have been avoided. There, there's no reason that he needed to push it like that. I know. I don't. I don't know that if there was something going on, which I doubt it. I don't think. I just yeah. McAdoo wanted to win and. To take them both down like that, and then Jet Jet had every reason to be absolutely pissed off the way he was because, like I said, that was so uncalled for. They had to rebuild that entire bike after Heat Two, yeah. and before the main. Um, I can go on and on and on about this just because it, it it would irritate me as well. I, the same thing happened to me in Dade City pretty much on round one when I broke my ribs, and just the unnecessary. Um, I don't even know the word that I want to use for it. It's just being so aggressive like that for absolutely no reason. Like, back down. If McAdoo would have backed down, I think that he could have got a chance up at the, the next 180. But to take each other down like that, and, and you know that, that screwed them all up for the rest of the night. Um, I mean, what, what was your take on it? Because you, you're not a motocross guy. You're not a supercross guy. You're not... No, and, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm a... I love... I watch stuff from... I'm actually as much as a butthole, asshole, whatever people think I am, I literally watch stuff from, like, this perspective of stuff happens. Mm -hmm. I thought Jet, okay, let's start from the back. Jet is managing third place. Because mm -hmm. wasn't it Styles Robertson? No, it was Levi Kitchen was leading, right? Yeah. Levi Kitchen's Levi Kitchen home yeah. race. Yep, he's um, leading, he's gone, he's... And Jet is kind of what I would say stalking McAdoo and I don't and I say that politely because I believe McAdoo is one of the top 250 West guys like he he's proven his race worth he's a warrior he's a grinder he's that that Iowa guy like he's just he's just a guy Jet got him McAdoo comes back and I saw the line like I saw him cut inside the one thing I'll say is it was I believe it was a racing incident because if you really watch when they come, McAdoo takes a knockout punch. When they're going down, Jet's coming down, McAdoo's, and McAdoo takes a shot like an uppercut to the face oh, he, coming down. He took a good one. I mean, and, when, when you get hit in the chin like that, yeah. any bar pad, that pad is absolutely useless. Yeah, it, it took, that. there was a hit. My wife actually put it the best. Michelle, I love her. She's she's a race fan. She's seen a lot of she's seen a lot of racing. She says, "You know, I don't think Jet would have done the same move now. Back when he was first coming back or from when he was first came on the scene, but now Jet didn't make any of those moves to try to pass McAdoo. Why did McAdoo feel and as her point is, it's a heat race. Yeah. Why are we making these moves for one spot gate pick? Get them later. And so I feel like, yes, he stuffed it in there. But they never showed us a behind view. So we, we, yeah, it was on there. Oh, did they? Yeah, and that's that's where I'm judging the, my okay. mentality of it from. Because, well, help me, because I missed that. Then. So, if you if you watch the race back later, they, they show a, a behind view of it, and 
Jet holds his line perfectly straight, as he usually does. Um, where I minus this Austin Fortner. That yeah, that was. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That like was his, a, an his, exception, which shouldn't have happened. His racecraft has changed. Yeah, yes. But Jet has also, you know, he's beat himself up over that yeah. many, many times. You know, on there and everything. But if you look, if you watch that back, and Jet Jet holds his bike perfectly straight, and McAdoo comes in, and you know he, like I said, he's being aggressive. He hammers on it, and he pulls his bike sideways. So his his ass end comes around, and he clips Jet. Which then locks their bikes together and they slam the ground. Yeah. Had McAdoo drifted wide and or just backed off, like I'm saying, that wouldn't have happened. It, it, like I said, he was he was just being too aggressive and he he pulls his bike just a little bit a little bit sideways and that's what he knocked into Jet. Yeah. And from from that front view, you couldn't see that. It looked like, it looked like a racing incident and because not because it was Jet or nothing, you know I. When it happened in the view that we we all got to see it at it. It looked like a racing incident, and they just they locked bars. He just too close, yeah. which you know that happens. Um, but when you get to watch it from the the back view, like Ricky was saying, he's like, "I wish we could see that from the back." And yeah. later on, they they did show that, and you could see that McAdoo drifted right into him. So his his bike just get just a little ass end kick, and yeah. that's all it took. It it took them both out. So yeah, there was definitely there was definitely rider error in my opinion on that one because. Yeah. It shouldn't have happened. It was way too aggressive, I think, especially for a heat race. Like, yeah, look what you did the rest of the night. Luckily, they were able to fix Jet's bike and get it straight again. But um, that's why I think Jet had every reason to be angry. Two two things I want to talk about on that because they both recover. Mm-hmm. One, how far ahead were they of the rest? Like the heat two and both four fifty and two fifty was the stronger heat. Yeah, stack. And they still came out with third and fourth. Yeah. How far ahead when this incident occurred early on? How far ahead were they that they only lost one position each? And I want to touch on because I try so hard. I try not to be Homer. My favorite rider is Eli Tomac because he's just a blue collar worker guy. I don't. Ha- mm-hmm. I'm trying so hard not to buy into the Jet and Hunter hype because they seem like as much as they are these great racers. They really, as much as they enjoy the hype, they don't want the hype. They just want to race. They're as close to an Eli Tomek at this point. I may change my mind. I have on my notes, Jet's racecraft is phenomenal. Yeah. That move he made on Styles Robertson to Styles goes to the inside. Jet's like, okay, I'll go outside and I'll just cut underneath and I'm going to pass you like you were sitting still in the, as Daniel Blair said, the sand light. Watching his racecraft and then watching them come around that 90-degree right where there was ruts, and if you drifted out, they landed in the rut, mm-hmm. and noticing Jet like, oh, okay, if I hold – and I don't know how to do this. I don't even know if you know how to do this on a consistent basis. I'm going to jump, and I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to land in this nice f- fluffy area over here and move on. His racecraft – so he's pissed. He's got red mist. Oh, yeah. He's got red mist. And you've seen that right off. As soon as he got back up, yeah. that bike was running way harder than it was before. Yeah. So I'd like to, I mean, I'd like to touch on that. So what do you think about his racecraft? Yes, there was this crash, but he's matured. To me, he's matured beyond those early crashing, trying to follow Dylan Ferrandez, crashing, mm-hmm. trying to, to, whatever happened with the accident with, with uh, Ferrand, uh Forkner. So to me, his racecraft is 
Super, it's just superior. Like to me, it's just superior. Oh, we know how I feel about Jet. I've talked about it before. Um, I don't think anybody can move and or ride a bike like he does. Yeah. I mean, you got Tomac who can essentially do the same thing, but on a two fifty, we're gonna get the Tomac in his yeah, line. So, and, and we will. Um, but the the way that he can move a bike around is just so yeah. effortless. I mean, it doesn't even look like he's riding hard. Now, when he he did go down with McAdoo there, you could tell that. He was riding that bike. Yeah. And he wasn't as smooth as he normally is. But um, when it comes to Jet Lawrence, I mean, like I said, I'll say it time and time again, and you're never going to change my mind. There's nobody that can ride as flawless as him. He's just, it's just pretty when he rides a bike. I mean, there's, you get all these other guys, you can tell that they're working for it. Where Jet, it's, it's just, like I said, it's effortless. Everything is effortless with him. And it, it, everything is timed just so perfect. I, it's hard to come by that, and there's a reason that he's got a red plate on, and it's going to continue to stay that way because you can't get anybody. It's it's very few people that you get the cream of the crop like that where it's just it's so effortless and so smooth that it just comes. I guess it comes natural. I mean, he's worked his worked yeah. his ass off for it, but and let's talk real quick. I mean, we kind of glossed over it, but let's talk real quick. Congratulations, Levi Kitchen, home state. You get a heat win. Mm-hmm. Whatever was happening behind you, you still have to put in the laps. And that track was breaking down early on. They were talking about how, as well, I thought the track actually stayed together pretty well. But as, as quick as it started breaking down and getting the ruts, congratulations, you get a heat race. Bravo. <laughs> that looks good for Star because, yeah. I mean, we, we all know Star's kind of going through a rebuilding year. But if we really look at it, yeah, they're not necessarily in the championship hunt. But they're still winning heats. They're still winning mains. They're still... They're up there, so their name's being talked about, so congratulations to Levi. Anything else on 250s? No, I, I did enjoy the um, Danger Boy Deegan tweet with the Jordan Smith tweet right under yes, it, saying yes. it was a little aggressive for the heat race. I thought I thought, I thought that was amazing, and that's why I say if you, if you follow motocross, go to Twitter, because how hilarious was that, that Deegan's asking a question, and Jordan Smith, the two guys, and there was a, uh, we always give props here to other sites, RaceRex podcasted an interview with Jordan Smith, and he talked about like moving on from that this week and, mm-hmm. and moving forward. And uh, Jason Wygant, just who's although his personal life is shambles with the fact of his mechanic skills, he is one of the preeminent people, broadcasters, uh, interviewers there are. And he got Jordan to talk about what happened and moving forward and mm-hmm. and the fact that both of them, because even though Jordan's approaching thirty and Deegan's approaching 20, they're racers, and they both had something to say about the incident, because let's dig on one another a little more. Yeah. And all we can wait for is East Rutherford. Yeah. Like, hey, what's going to happen when we get to New Jersey? So, 250's over, 450, heat one. Give it up to Christian Craig. I'm, I'm so happy to see that. What the hell was up with that gear, though? Was that Tron gear? What was up with the... I honestly, like I told you, I was so dog beat tired from racing this weekend that... My, my my skills or my my um, analysis of this week is not going to be near as good as it normally is, but I honestly can't say that I even looked at the gear. I don't. I know. just I just happen to I don't really I'm not a huge gear guy, but I just happen to pay attention. I'm like Michelle and I. I'm like, is he wearing like spaceship? What what is the deal with the gear? It was white, but it had like these black things and yellow things. Yeah. But dude, fantastic. Yes, it was the weaker heat, but. 
He held off Plessinger. He's putting it together. I mean, he's been the, the first how many rounds he's just struggling, yeah. struggling, and week by week. I, he, like, even he said in his interview that you know I don't think a lot of people see it, but we're putting in the work. I mean, I see it. Yeah. Each week he's slowly progressing. He's getting up in the pack, um, and to give him that boost confidence and to to see him come out in that heat and win it was awesome and holding off Plessinger yeah. who was definitely ready to and have they a comeback. They train together every day. Yeah. And I like the fact that like my note my only note for 451 450 heat 1 was Plessinger's he had that whatever the hell that flying thing he was last week to come back this week and have that closing speed yeah. to close up. And he put a, he put Craig under pressure. But he didn't. He didn't kill him. He, he didn't force the issue. He didn't force the but issue. He, he was there. He still gave it up to Craig though, because yeah. he. I mean, he did hold him off. There was a couple. There was a couple times that I thought he was going to get him, and you know, AP was ready for it. He yeah. he wanted that 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 comeback story because he, I mean, last weekend was dreadful. It sucks, but yeah. And my co-analysis and I, you know, we're sitting there watching on the big screen, and we're like, oh man. And like Michelle says, she's like, you know what? That's awesome. She, we like Craig. We don't dislike Craig. We like Craig. Mm-hmm. He's a great family man from everything we see in his public persona. But, okay, so now he's put together a six-minute heat plus a lap. Is it now 12 minutes into the main? I can put that together, and so I'm putting together two-thirds of a main and then three-quarters of a main and then the final because he still only finished, what, ninth, tenth, whatever he finished this mm-hmm. week. But but that, hey, I won. I won a heat race, and let's move forward from that. Yeah, and he still he hasn't got to do that yet. Um, I think that 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 heat race gave him a lot of education on where he's at. Um, I I know in the main there wasn't a, a real good start. A lot yeah. of them guys didn't get a real good start, and I think that played a huge part in the main or the the heat too because he 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 did get up there right off the bat. Yeah. And most of these tracks are so tight and technical that that starts everything. And the riders will all tell you that. Speaking of Christian, we um, Jagger got to ride with the boys this weekend again. Oh, really? He was at Dade City, so I'm not sure who was babysitting him this weekend. But, yeah, he uh, he got to go out there and ride quite a few laps. Not the fuzzy so. hair dude walking around with the GoPro? Yeah. I didn't see him, surprisingly. <laughs> no. So, I, I'm, honestly, I don't know who he was with. Yeah. But, yeah. It's cool, uh, cool to see him there and then his dad to go out and get the yeah. get the event win or the heat win in the same night. So. So we move on to Heat 2. Um, that was, I mean, honestly, if you looked at the starting lineup of that Heat, it's that like, thing was holy cow. And so first, right off the bat, we got Sexton on Anderson. Do we? Sexton is legitimately, now, I'm, I'm going to say this, before that Heat started, Sexton is in the title hunt. Mm-hmm. Did he do anything wrong to Anderson, or did Anderson just fall over? I think Anderson fell over. But, but what does Anderson think? Anderson gets cranky. And does Anderson... Because, yes, that was on and I'm agreeing with you. I think Anderson leaned and, and kind of bobbled. It's just That, to me, was a racing incident. Yes. But, but what does Anderson think about it? Anderson, look at his tweets. He, Anderson gets cranky no matter what. If Anderson falls over, it's somebody else's fault. So my question is, before Sexton has his, we'll get to that, 
He's still in this championship hunt. Does he need that kind of... Do you even put yourself in those situations? Because now you have people pissed off at you that you don't need pissed off at you. Yeah, and I agree. I I don't know what's going on with Sexton. That kid's got to get something figured out. Because he's so... He's beautiful. The kid, Uh, he's he's like a Jet Lawrence, but bigger. But the Jet's got more maturity than Sexton, if you ask me. I don't want to steal... I'm going to steal this. Yeah. I don't mean it. Chris, Chris Kiefer... One of the best test riders there mm-hmm. is for motocross bikes. He has described Chase Sexton as Giselle Bunchen, one of the most beautiful people in the world on a on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. Imagine you see Giselle, and she's walking down the street, and she farts. <laughs> that's that's the hell of a way to put it. That's his description. Mm-hmm. Is Sexton is the most beautiful guy on a motorcycle. His body position, his everything. And then all of a sudden the front end just goes boop. All the time. So and we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, comes, get, we'll get to it. Time, so 450 heat, we have Sexton Anderson. We have Tomac. If you, they didn't show him much, but if you actually got to watch him, dude, that guy looked the most uncle. He looked he like me. one of the back markers. Yeah. And I'm like, I told Michelle, I'm like, I'm writing this down. He looks so out of sorts on this track right now. It, it was it, it was like a Goonie ride. It, yes. He, I would have guessed he was an LCQ rider that was... My you know, God. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's anything to worry about, Tomac. No. Obviously, look, look no. at the rest of the night. But he's... I, I don't know if there's something mentally going on with him. He says there's not. He says there's nothing yeah. to worry about. Next fine now. We're good. Yeah. I'm happy. But, but there's no excuses this week. I mean... He come out and won the main, sure. Yeah, and we got to get to that, but yeah, we will. Maybe the, the track conditions were just worse than what we we seen them, but but usually just, he's comfortable in all that. I mean, they so. didn't show him very much because he wasn't he wasn't the web. I mean, everybody's talking about web and Sexton, yeah. and and they show like these camera views, and I'm watching. I'm like, I am a bad bad rider, and he looks like me, and I know he's not. I mean, I I know he's, but I'm watching. I'm like. He's like bobbling around back here, yeah, by himself, and I'm like, okay, he's out of sorts. So we're, I'm thinking, my guy, fifth place, sixth place, we're gonna lose some more points. That's what I expect too. Yeah, but, um, he pulled a tailback and did what he does. But we we cannot forget the finger bang at the end. Yeah, I have that. that. Is what does that mean? What is, what was that? I think that was just emotion. Web, just emotion. Web being, web is. To me, it can be cocky without being cocky. You know what I mean? He's just—he's got that. He's always got that resting bitch face. To me, I, yeah. that's just—if you look at all of his interviews, he's just—he looks so damn angry all the time. But yeah, that, that little finger bang at the end—I—I I can't put it together. But did Sexton? I, I'm trying to—I'm trying to recall. I mean, it was a couple days ago. Did Sexton put him under any pressure? Not that I know of. And th- there's nothing. And that's what I'm watching that. And I'm like. Why do you got to do that? But did you hear him talk about? It? He's talking about like how good Sexton's riding and blah blah yeah. blah blah. And then he's and they ask him about it and he's like, yeah, he just you know, he didn't really go into just stuff. in a good mood, you know? Yeah, good, that ain't a good mood. That's like you're you're you're, you're taunting. taunting. Yeah, yeah, you're taunting. You, you're taunting the rider behind you. Just I mean, you beat him. It's but but it's a heat race. Yeah. I, I I don't know. I and like last week when when Sexton jumped the double on on the red lights. And Webb knew he's like I, you know, I, knew I was just that. waiting on the penalty. Yeah, yeah. So 
you beat him in a heat race. Why why are you taunting somebody yeah. that you know you're fast? I mean, Sexton's fast. Yeah. Uh, are you just that? Are you surprised that you beat him, and you just got to throw it in his face? Or did you think it was Tomac behind him? I mean, I, I don't. Yeah, but I don't see him doing that to Tomac. No. Because I don't know. I, I truthfully have no idea what that was for. He didn't he didn't discuss no. it at all, and which doesn't surprise me. But yeah, so I had that note too. I was just curious. I'm, I wanted some. I wanted some someone else that because if I I have done that in the past, but it's. A buddy that's behind me, or yeah. somebody we're screwing around with, and I don't—I took no part of that was any kind of screwing around. That yeah. was fun jokes. That was there was something serious behind it that he doesn't want to explain. Yeah, which, which to me is is a web personality because he doesn't, like I said, he's cocky without being cocky. He's just like as I as I've stated, I think I may have said like he is the Rafael Nadal of. Pro, pro yeah. Supercross Motocross. I, I, he's hard to like, but he's such a competitor. You can't help but appreciate his genius yeah. of competitiveness. He can, I mean, he can. I mean, he qualified ninth. Yeah, he qualified yeah, he, ninth. And I, I did see that the qualification. Everybody's like, "You're going to have to show us, boy." You know? Yeah. So he does. What you can actually do, and that's and that's what he did. Maybe that was part of it. He wins the heat. He comes out. He has a great main, and it's like. I don't need to qualify. Maybe behind closed doors, Sexton was saying something about qualifying, and then yeah, yeah, told we, you, buddy. We, we don't know. So heats are over with. We move on. They're still working on the track. Two fifty LCQ. The only thing I have, Paul Telly taking out Robin, because <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I got that. I said LCQs. They are so good that we forget how good these guys are. Mm-hmm. That track. Michelle and I are watching. I'm like, God, it, these guys look like they're going so slow. We forget how good they how are. How fast they really are. How fast they really yeah. are. And yes, I have that note. Actually, I didn't have Paula. I said they don't care if it's their teammate. So dive into the Politelli. Yeah, I mean, that was. It's an LCQ. <laughs> I I didn't expect to see it. I seen them two riding together, and I'm like, well, I I don't know if all bets are off at once. You know, I don't. I don't know what, what is, goes what on with team that team. Yeah, but I can't imagine that. I I would like to see a camera in that truck when they got back because yeah. you know, if fists weren't flying, they they sure were damn close to it. Jerry, Ro- but Jerry Robin. I mean, let's, let's. It's probably the closest he's come to. Like the poor guy is a good rider, but he is. I don't want to say quitter, but he has had more problems being yeah. a professional racer than not. Politelli is a veteran, so is Robin, but oof. Get taken out by your teammate when you were right there, and, and I know you didn't really watch closely. But how did you feel about the plum? I'm going to go with plum. I'm not going to go with purple. How did you go? How did you feel about the plum and white gear? I did, I did not. I did see their gear. I didn't dig it. It was easy to find them. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you knew you you knew on that team who was who was on that team because you know one you know one two three whatever they were there for a while. Yeah. I mean, they were all three up front, which is. Honestly, for a privateer team like that, is awesome to see yeah. three riders. But to go out to go out and be taking each other out like that, I get it's an LCQ, but why not work together and get the guy in front of you? Yeah, you know, you well, could all you they all could have been in the main. Who and, I don't even know who won the, the. The great thing is, is for publicity side, I don't even remember who won the LCQ. No, like I told you, I said dog tired, but then I watched that and I'm like, for God's sake! But I mean, Michael Lieb of Canvas, you know, and, and congratulations. You got some great publicity. Mm-hmm. That privateer team got some great publicity. Yeah. So, it, yes, they lost the guy. 
they showed video of the guy of of, of Robin spinning. Which, by the way, that was great bike control. Mm-hmm. Where is that when you're racing? Like that that is amazing. That bike control of sliding the back in and continuing well, that get, on. That gets back to how good these guys actually are. Yes. Yeah, they're they're in the LCQ. They're dead last, or, or you know, some of them just barely even make it into the night show. But they're still. Amazing riders. If if we seen them out here at local Dade City or Spider, they're going to be absolutely. We want their autograph. Yeah. yeah, I mean those guys are hauling. It it's it's easy to get caught up in the. Oh, those guys suck. They don't suck by any means. Yeah. Um, sure, they can't hit the whoops like Eli Tomac, but they're still out there just destroying it. Like, yeah. I know it's it, like I said, it's easy to get caught up in the hype. Not for us. I mean, we we look at it at all aspects, but. Um, if you're not a rider, you're just a fan, or yeah. it's easy to say that. But but that was exciting, and and that's that is the argument Steve Mathis makes all the time when they do the uh, uh, what do they call triple crown races. That why don't we have those LCQs to start the broadcast because they are always exciting. And not gonna lie, that 250 LCQ was exciting. Yeah. And I'm glad they showed them. And there was a time that they didn't show the LCQs. And I'm so glad that that's part of the broadcast package that's the best, now. That's the best reason. Yeah. And those guys are grinding it out. Those those are the guys... You're a NASCAR fan. Those are the guys fighting to get top 20 that are usually 25th through 30th. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my god, I can finish top 20 and they're they're going to take somebody out for that chance. Well, getting, it, getting into the main is everything in the sport. And I mean, that... Pay-wise, the whole nine yards. I mean, getting in the main is why these guys are here every every week. So, so the 250 LCQ was downright exciting. Then we get into the 450 LCQ, and I have Josh Cartwright. That's that's what I got. If so, you don't if you don't know the Josh Cartwright story, the dude went to college, and I and I'll glad I'll t- I'll gladly get into that. And for him to go down in the heat, which he yeah. shouldn't have. Oh my god, that was he, he's a good rider. That was a big that was a big crash too. That was a hard dig. It was a really hard dig. Over the bars, slammed his face. I mean, yeah. it was that was rough. But Cartwright has a full time job. Yeah, he so went to he, college at Florida State. Yeah, he trained at Goat Farm before it got sold to Star. Mm-hmm. Ricky knows him real well because he's just one of those kids. He wanted to pursue racing. Yeah, and so, he's an, an extremely good rider. He has a full time job. Like he works, and I actually listened to a podcast with him. Mm-hmm. And someone asked him, like, "Do you?" F-? And that was one of my notes. Does he ride better now because he feels less pressure? Because whether he makes the main or not, he's still getting paid. Yeah. Like, he's not he's not a salaried rider, but he has a salaried job. Mm-hmm. And I'm just curious because I'm of the opinion he's riding better than he ever has. Yeah, I mean, he's doing great. And it, it is awesome that um, his employer, his full-time employer, yes. lets him do it still because yeah. they give him time off to go to all the races. And he's at every race, yeah. without a doubt. He wouldn't have to work. I can't imagine. I mean, the, the kid is talented. And I guess he's not even a kid anymore. But I, I say that coming from me. <laughs> but yeah, he's a he's, he's a really talented rider. I, I couldn't imagine working full-time and being at that level of racing yeah. all the time. Like, all, all these top guys are, that that's their full-time job. You, you know, you're eating, you're, you're at the gym, you're riding. It's a non-stop job. Like, they don't get a day off. And he's in computer stuff, so like, he's literally. I've heard stories of him being at the race, answering yeah. questions while he's at the race, yeah. like doing IT stuff. Yeah. Um, really, the 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 
the 450 LCQ, the only question I have is, are we that stacked right now? Should I be expecting more from Carnell, or are we getting from Carnell what we should be getting from Carnell? I think Carnell's right where he's, right where he's always been. He, Carnell had this big hype with the OnlyFans, and he's a good rider, but he's still right where he's always been. I mean, he. He gets his mains every every once in a great while, yeah. and he's. I've never seen anything. I think. I think when that OnlyFans thing came along, and he, you know, he got his title sponsor and and all that, he there was just a, this big hype around him, and his story is pretty cool. I mean, the guy shows up in a van every week. He drives. He, he, he drives. drives by himself. Yeah. He does this on his own. I mean, yeah, he's got sponsors and all that, but he's still doing it on his own. Yeah. So. It's his story's cool. It was awesome for him to get that sponsor. Obviously, I'd want to be in those pictures too that he was in. Yeah, you know, standing up naked girls, and that's that's all what it's all. And about. And they're sending but, people to races, and they're doing. Yeah, like they're, but it's they're, they're buying in. And OnlyFans is getting more into it. I don't care what people think about it. Any sponsor in the sport is, you know, hats off to them because whether you guys are getting in the mains or not, it's still awesome that you're. I know it's marketing for them, but it's still. Without sponsors, it's hard. It's it's a very hard sport, and we'll get into that on the amateur side of it here later. Let's take but, a break just for a moment. Yeah. OnlyFans, to all my friends, OnlyFans is not a porn site. And it's not all about what people are no, making it about. There, there are chefs who prepare meals yeah. on OnlyFans. There are athletes who talk about training. There are accountants who talk about accounting. It is a place where you can go... And you can subscribe to people's input. So, for instance, if you are a self-improvement person and you like Tony Robbins, not that Tony Robbins is on OnlyFans, but you might find somebody you like on OnlyFans who is going to help you become better in life. Yes, there is a lot of porn on OnlyFans. That's not what it's all about, and I think that's what they're trying to show people yeah and it, yeah it's not now with the whole car now thing that kind of totally yeah you know totally grew out of in that. the other direction yeah but it was still it's still a cool experience for him um like i said he's a good rider yeah and let's also look at his bike he goes out there stock exhaust you know that he, he bought that bike off the showroom floor because his sponsor dropped him yeah. and you know only fans came about and he went. He, enough people gave him enough money that he he was able to go buy a bike and keep racing. And it's a cool story. And if you haven't looked up Logan Car now, go ahead and look him. I mean, look him up. It's what he does is awesome. But um, yeah, getting back to the OnlyFans, it's that that was designed for people to show off skills and and um, no matter your skills. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to, if you if you want to consider the rest of it skills, yeah. I mean, I. I can get naked too. I ain't gonna make no money. I mean, people are gonna be maybe paying me to stop. Do you have pretty feet? No, I doubt it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I really don't look at them too often. <laughs> They're there. They keep me walking. So, but yeah, I, Logan Carnell is where he should be. Okay, I, I think. Okay, he's and that that he's, was he's doing what he does. That he, was my curiosity because he had tweeted about, oh come on, Cole Seeley, like, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a back in. Man across the cool to see Cole Seely though. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, Cole Seely gets in, mm-hmm. Carnell's fifth in the LCQ, and it's like it played out almost perfectly. Yeah. You know, and and, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm like you. It's kind of cool to see Cole Seely, although Cole Seely looked like he could have a 
site on OnlyFans with the... Yeah, yeah, yeah like, it's, it's almost AP thing going on yeah, there. Doing a David Pingree type mustache type yeah. thing. I thought I had cool C. I do have a cool, a cool Sealy up there. I would like Signed to... Signed an autograph right there on the old oh, okay. TLD. I would like to know, like, uh, speaking of Cole Sealy, I'd like to know, did Troy Lee Designs... Was there a reason that all of their riders had yellow gloves on this weekend? I don't know. I, I don't know why they do some of the things that they do. Yeah, I was, but, I was, um, I was just curious because I noticed that Barsha had them on. Uh, uh, God, who's the guy that won the first heat race? Yeah. Yep. TLD guy. You're, you're, you're guy. asking the wrong guy today. I'm Cole Seeley had on yellow gloves. Like, they all had on yellow gloves, and I'm like, okay, is this because of the... Seattle thing, like I, I didn't know what it meant. But, so. but Troy Lee's always done the the separation. Yeah. You know, they they do something to separate themselves. Barsha's yeah. helmet's always awesome. His gear's usually pretty cool. All um, right, so we're forty one minutes in. We've made it through the heats, the LCQs. We've talked about some of the drama. Dive in two fifty main. Let's great, great start me. for Styles Robertson. Yeah, it was awesome to see him. That was a hell of a crash. Come out, but that that whoops crash was nasty. It <laughs> looked like it looked like he took his collarbone out. Yeah. if I had to guess, I mean I've done it five times myself. So three on one side, two on the other. So I know exactly what it looks like and what it feels like. It's probably one of the most miserable breaks. Didn't it look like someone picked him up and he just started flying? Like we were yeah, watching, and just, I was like, it, he what? launched. It was what the hell happened? It there? was pretty wild. Um, I. I, like I said, I know what it feels like. That's yeah. a that's a miserable crash, and that's exactly where he hits, like perfect on that right shoulder. Yeah. So that's what I would guess happened to him. I haven't seen anything on the the Alpine Stars medical crew, um, seen anything, you know, yeah. any updates on the team or anything like that. But that's really the only thing that really caught my eye because he he was off to an awesome start, mm-hmm. and then that was a that was a gnarly hit. Yeah. So. The only thing I the only note I had is watching these guys move oh. the bikes around is amazing. R J Hampshire, that was a that was an awesome ride for him. Especially that pass at the end, when he thought he thought he was on, he's like, I thought I was on the last lap, and I, you know, I, I took that a little bit harder than I should have, which I I don't think so. He he did what he needed to do. He he got the job done, but I don't think he, I don't think that was aggressive. I actually have the Hampshire move was great. Yeah. He did the slingshot out wide and shot across two of them at once. Yeah, and, it was, and, and I just thought that was just an amazing. The, the amazing thing was they were all hugging that inside line. Yeah. And if you kind of got extra speed, you could come through that sand a little different because that outside line was so smooth. Mm -hmm. Not smooth, but fluid. If those guys just went outside and just, okay, I'm going to rail it. I'm 50 feet more acceleration than you. The speed difference was astonishing. And that move he made to get that position was just – and it's it's always cool when they – they make those moves, and there'd been a story about him and his kid wanting the trophy. And yeah, and and it was it was cool to see that. It's funny how that always works. Yeah, because for some reason it it, it works like that a lot. But um, it was awesome to see him get a podium and bring that trophy home for his little girls. Yeah. But yeah, that that move was all experience because a lot of these other guys you're not going to see that without taking the riders out beside them. Yeah, and yeah, it was a, it was an awesome move to see. And even though he thought it was the last turn on the last lap. Uh, he held him off. He he did what he needed to do. So that was an awesome ride for RJ, uh, another local boy. Yeah. So um, it was. It, I I enjoyed that race and I enjoyed that move and I enjoyed everything that happened in there. I just feel like there's there's some guys, and I think this goes back to, I'm of the opinion in my in my humble opinion of just watching racing as a whole, that people need to race more. 
Mm-hmm. I think I think like back when we played when I played tennis, we competed a lot, and I think now they train a lot, but they don't compete a it's lot. It's hard to get the race experience without racing. Yeah, I mean they race seventeen rounds and how many rounds outdoors? And mm-hmm. um, though they're training with guys, if you make you can't make moves like that yeah. in practice. It's hard. I mean yeah. you can't get race experience without racing. It. So yeah, I I totally agree with that and. The, the less you race, I can go out and practice all day and look like, you know, look like a pro rider. But then you can come to race day, things are totally yeah. different. It's, the, the atmosphere is different, the nerves are different, the, the everything. Everything is totally different. And I, I agree, they should be, they should be out, even if they can catch some, like, uh, pro mod classes somewhere yeah. or, you know, even at the local track, it's still race experience. But these, the, a lot of these teams don't, don't let any of that happen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a statement I can get behind. The race was good. The race was fine. There were some good rides uh, by lots of riders. I have one takeaway from the podium because, like, I think I understand that McAdoo and 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 RJ were catching. I don't th- really think they were catching. I, th- I think it was more of a management thing going yeah. on. I, I actually jumped forward to the podium, and they interviewed. They interviewed Jet. Mm. That was his moment because he didn't get interviewed in the heat race because he didn't win. He gets first, extends his points lead. This is where the class, and I don't know if that's from uh, Mertz. I don't know if that's from Daz. I don't know if that's from HRC. I don't really know where it's from or if this kid is actually the second coming of Jesus. And he just decided to talk about his race, going to play golf, having a week off, and did not once mention the debacle that occurred. Yeah, it was never brought up. I mean, the the media obviously showed it when he was all yeah. angry. And um, by the way, he needs a haircut. Yeah, we need a haircut. Jet's got his own little style going on. Get a haircut. But you're you're, I agree. you're 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 like you're you are the second coming of Jesus, which we we know how that worked out for AC. So let's not go that route, but like, get a haircut. Like you are, you are, excuse the French, you are the shit right now. Yeah, make it look that way. But yeah, he did. I, I'm more impressed with that maturity from a teenager. Did not say one word because I think you and I, at I'm 50 and you're 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. 30 I think you would be like, I just took that sign down today. I'll kill that guy. I can't believe, see see what happens when you put me in, you know. You and I would have had some angst. He was like, dude, I'm going to go play some golf and relax and train a little bit. And by the way, I'm hearing some rumblings that his 450 training, he is on it. I'm sure he is. We've seen him on a 450 before, and it's not much different than a 250. So there's a a bright future ahead of him, and he knows that. So I think that... Um, he's just looking forward and he's trying to get he's managing his championship right now he's only in it to win this championship that he hasn't got yet so once that's over with he's on to the 450s and I I mean I think he knows a lot of these other guys are still going to be on the 250 so it's it's just past history at this point so and um yeah go ahead I was just going to say we'll move on to the 450s but well before we go on to that I would like to say we had hit on Ricky calling Jet Hunter multiple times I'm going to say when Ricky first started as a broadcaster, the guy's, I mean, he's the GOAT for a reason. Yeah. And he wasn't that good. No, he was. It was terrible. But the guy, the guy now, 
he really works on his craft. He mm-hmm. really, I don't know if anybody's had the chance to listen to his Vital MX, uh, Jamie Guido, who now works for Vital MX, did a, is doing a series on Moto, Moto Moms. And they, he interviewed Jeannie Carmichael. Mm-hmm. And listening to that interview about what Ricky had to do to become who he was and what they did as a family, it only makes sense that the guy started not that great and is now, he's actually really respectable. He comes out on Twitter and says, hey, I am waiting for you guys to bash me for saying, calling Jet Hunter. But wasn't the racing really good this weekend? Yeah. And and I appreciate that. Like, it's hard to make fun of somebody that makes fun of themselves. Yeah, and it, he has, he's not, he's not cocky about anything no. he does. He, he knows what he's done. He, and he, he's, it, it's awesome to see how happy he is that Tomac took over. Yeah. You know, his um, overall win streak and. It's just, it's cool. Um, Bubba was talking about it on his podcast yeah. of looking for, like, I cannot wait for him to get, like, uh, yeah, you're going to take me over. Like, these two guys, like, I think also, A, they're they're fully situated in their life. Yeah. B, they, most really good athletes appreciate other good athletes. Yeah. And the, the they'll all say that the racing's different now yeah. than what it was. And, yeah. Yeah. These guys are staying a little bit longer. I don't think anybody's ever going to catch McGrath, but I don't think anybody stays in it that long. No, there's no, there's no way to even, even if, if like they're saying, like even if Eli stays around. I'm sorry, Sexton's going to figure it out. Jet's coming. Like yeah, the, the competition just keeps growing. Yeah, it's and, just, it's just going to keep Hayden Deegan four years from now. Good. Yeah. It, it it doesn't stop. So yes, I agree. I think it's going to be harder. So, yes, this is the cool thing about the Beyond the Curve podcast. We're going to be heading a direction, and we're going to take a right-hand turn. We're going to make a U-turn in the cul-de-sac, and we're going to come back to the 450 main now. Yeah. So, 450 main, hit it. It's just a good race. I mean, um, I, I really don't have too much to dive into it. Besides, you know, Sexton pulled a Sexton, flipped the bike over, that, as usual. But that was... Okay, so he's had, he's had the front end wobble and crash. Yeah. He's had... The front end literally like stop and the bike do a one eighty full one eighty. I've never this one was a, a a full one eighty the opposite direction flip. I, what the hell is going on, it's man? Like he was literally riding and flipped the bike like usual. It, I it's not even exciting anymore. Like no. it, it's literally he's leading by three point four seconds. Like the race is over. Ride your laps. The race is over. I don't. I don't get it. I don't know. I, I'm not in that situation. I can't ride like him. I can't. I don't have a factory bike. I don't know. It's not the bike. It's at this point. It is not the bike. It's never. It hasn't been the bike in a while. He made it through because if you really pay attention to the video they show, he comes over the finish line. He slides through that corner. Yeah. Catches the edge. Comes past the pits or mechanics area. Goes into that corner. I'm like, okay. He obviously had a little bobble, and then he tucks that front end. And it like does one of those, you know, you've seen the bikes where they have like the uh, wire over them and they do, they push the front brake yeah. and it rolls. Yeah, it rolls. It just it looked like a full front brake grab and yeah, I'm just gonna eat the dirt like I always do. I don't. And the funny thing is, I know he there's no radio communication. He only sees the pit board if he looks at it. My first note in Maine, Tomac looked uncomfortable in the beginning. Like I'm watching the race and I'm like, dude. Sexton's gone. 
can we at least salvage second? Like, can we? Yeah. He looked rough, and then all of a sudden, he's in first. Yeah, and that's Tomac being consistent. Like, but how did he get is. to first? It's had had sex not gone down, I don't think that Tomac would have had a chance. No, but how did he get to first? That's the part that I want yeah. to talk about. Because what he what he come off the gate eighth 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 seventh it was it was back there shitty, and then lap two he's in like fourth yeah, and then next thing you know he's leading. But how the 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 reason I'm saying how is he passed Roxon that you know what I'm just not feeling this jump line the whoops were short this week no. This is this is setting up for Webb. This is setting up for Webb. Short whoops, short whoops. We can jump through them. Everybody's going to the inside. Everybody's going to the inside. Rocks. Uh, Tomac's like, you know what? I like speed. Yeah. I'm gonna rail the outside of the 90 on this side. I'm gonna come across. I'm gonna rail the 90 on this side. I'm gonna cut across these two ruts. The first time I saw that, I'm like, holy cow! He gets Roxon. It took him two laps. Tomac pulled a Tomac. That's 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 how he gets where he is. His Tomac, speed in the whoops was nuts. Yeah, his speed anywhere when he actually is oh. being ET three. Yeah. I mean that's when we see that's that's why most people love Tomac because he's he's just experienced and he brings it when he needs to bring it. The last few weeks we don't know what's been going on. We don't know what happened in the heat. We don't. Yeah. But in the main, he like we said he he made he two showed passes. Up. He made two passes in the whoops, and what's funny is I told I told Michelle I'm like, there's the guys he's passing have to catch on to this line. Yeah. The only rider I saw, I think Barsha was doing it too, because Barsha had a hell of a ride. Barsha's kind of cleaned himself up a little bit. He's, but Barsha, uh, when he passed Roxon, the next lap Roxon tried it, messed it up. The from that point forward. Roxon was like, oh, this slingshot move works pretty good. And all of a sudden, Roxon's like, bop, 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 through the whoops. Early on, Moran, Kevin Moran, yeah, who cool. also is kind of a privateer guy. He sells sponsorship on his helmet every week, leading the race. Did Sexton get I think Sexton the, took him out. Why? Like, I didn't see any... I was angry about that. because yeah, that, that was a note. You, if I'm Sexton, I know I'm going to pass him. Why... Give the guys glory for a little yeah. bit. He's out there. He's he's riding hard. He's he's getting some some publicity. He's getting some recognition. He's he's out there just riding a good race. He got an awesome start. Yeah, he did better than you on the start. Like I don't know if you're just angry and you want to get out there right off the bat or what. But there was there was no need to even push him wide. Like yeah. you could have dropped low and probably still got him. I don't I don't know. There was no need for any of that. You you were going to get him regardless, and you know the, the next top five were going to get him. But I would I don't see any reason to to be aggressive like that. He could have just let him ride his race. So let me ask you this: Is Sexton going to become the pretty eyed bully? Because like I I think that was a shit move, man. Like Moran's is one of those guys that like people are like, dude, I can't believe this guy is like pursuing this dream, and he's out there like he's a big calling guy on the Moto Aftermath show, and. Mm-hmm. and they give him a lot of cred, and he he's out there. Like he's kind of doing his thing. He gets a whole shot in the main. Like that's great. And all of a sudden, you're like, yeah, you got you got Sexton. Yeah. And then I guess you know Sexton does his own thing. But like, like I'm with you, Cooper, Tomac, Sexton, Barsha, all of those guys would have passed him. They could pass him, like he didn't matter. 
And guess what? He probably would have let them. Yeah. Because he's like, oh my, like he, he knows his glory. He like, knows he, he's not going to win. You know how happy he probably was yes. just pulling that whole show. Yeah. Like I'd have been all smiles. Yeah, coming off of there, and, and then, then all of a sudden you're off the backside of a berm. Yeah, to get taken out yeah. for absolutely no reason. I, so that, I don't know. That's really all I have. And then I had Sexton with his. I, I the way I wrote it is. Sexton's front end misfortunes are amazing. I don't know what the hell's going on. I told you, he needs to go into freestyle motocross because he's he's pretty much getting that down to a T at this point. He if he hits the phone pits for a while, he could probably yeah. probably pull some front flips, some full three sixties. I don't I don't know. I and with that Moran's thing, I'm I'm not, I'm not against any of these riders, but I'm not. There's not no part of me is going to become a Sexton fan if he keeps no. pulling shit like that because there's no reason for it. Hats off to Eli Tomac for tying Bubba on the, the 50 yeah. wins. Um, and, a night that, and for Webb finishing second. Like, yeah. where does this come from? Like, the guy is just... I really feel like on that night, that was a very... I don't know how those two guys won. Yeah, and um, so we're tied, tied for the red plate. We're tied with Bubba for overall wins. Come out with a good night for Tomac, I guess. Um, pretty good racing overall. Um, well, I guess we'll see. We'll get our week off and yeah. see what what comes next. We're Phoenix triple can, triple crown next. Yeah, and, and, and what what is your feeling on triple crowns? They're they're cool because we get to see, you know, it's just hard racing all night long. Yeah. There's no no heats, no LCQs, no no mains to worry about. So it's just it's full on brawl, but. I think it also gives some of these other riders a chance to to shine because you know, look at Jet, one of the best riders out there. He's yeah. not good at triple crowns. I don't know. I'm not sure why. I don't know if it's a mental game or what, but um, seems like that every every week he's he's struggling. And, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to the completely. I, I like that opinion. I, I'm not a big fan of the triple crowns. Like I. Maybe it's I'm old school. I walk to school uphill both ways in the snow and all that. I don't like the I, I I appreciate and you probably appreciate this sport is dangerous. Yeah. Do we really need to have three starts? Do we really need to have because if we look at the results, like you said, more people get a chance to win. But if we really look at the results, the top guys still finish in the top. Yeah. And from a fan standpoint, I think it's they're cool to see. Don't, yeah. Don't mind my dog barking. No, no, you're fine. Um, but yeah, from a fan standpoint, I think the triple crowns are great because, like I said, it's just yeah. pure on racing all the time. But yeah, they get they get, you get to see your rider more. Yeah, as a rider, stand, I couldn't I, I couldn't imagine. I mean, it's got to be tiring. Yeah. It's I don't know. It'd be stressful. A lot more stress, I think, would go into that than yeah. it would you know a normal night. So we get a week off. We get the triple crowns. Phoenix. Um, my funny thing is, is Phoenix is an awesome stadium. Um, my lasting memory of Phoenix is of Malcolm mm-hmm. just going through the whoops and all of a sudden the miraculous chain coming off chain going back on yeah. thing, but just, but riding. And that's where, after that incident's where we got the new Malcolm. Yeah. That, that is, but that is the, it's a very red clay. It's dry. So. I think we're in for some great racing. I just we know we're gonna have a long start because they love that they love that's what they mm-hmm. highlight for this facility is that really long start. We're gonna have red clay. We're gonna have long lap times, which doesn't matter because it's triple crown. But so that's where we're going next is Phoenix. We know the weather's gonna be perfect because 
if the weather's not perfect, they just close the dome. Yep. Um, but we talked about it. We've spent one hour on Supercross. Now it's Daddy Cross. <laughs> so Dade City, round four. I'm getting really deep here because I asked Derek. I texted him, hey, man, how's it going? And he goes, it was a rough weekend. Derek, it's, it's your turn. It's a, a very rough weekend. <laughs> there was nothing good about this weekend. <laughs> We got we got our family. Wait, time. hold on. You were camping with your family at our race. I, I I was getting there. We we got our family time for a little bit. Kids were all excited, so it was that part was pretty rough because they were bouncing off the walls and you got a toy hauler. Yeah, open that bad boy up and let them run back and forth. That's what they were doing. <laughs> they were they were putting it through its works this weekend. But yeah, we pulled into Dade City Friday night. Um, they had a, a coal event there. This week, round four, then we had an Easter egg hunt and intermission. intermission. Uh, I think they hid 2,800 eggs on the track. Good God, that's yeah. a lot of eggs. Oh, they were gone in like 10 minutes. Wow. I'm not kidding. It was it was out of this world. Um, yeah, we, I rode um, MX school Saturday morning. Um, How's the injury? It feels worse now. So I broke my ribs in round one, as I said before. Um, I was just putting in some laps just to try to get get a feel on the bike again sure shit i go down not real hard but i landed right on my rib cage and that seems to be how it works you're you're gonna be proud of me though i i i made a single decision that i was not gonna race that night and i did not race i didn't ride sunday morning either i said you know i'm just i'm too battered i'm not gonna even put my foot over that bike i'm gonna make the mature decision and I'm going to stay off of That's it. That's a smile coming from my face. Here, yeah. here I I'm am. working on it. <laughs> here I am being a manager. So, yeah, uh, it wasn't bad. It was hot. I mean, yeah. MX school was hot that morning. I put in a few laps. I'd go and get a drink and take a breather. And But uh, the track was the track was pretty loose. They're, they ran it backwards from last week. Same same track, but backwards. I I, I thought last week it looked awesome. It looked fun to ride. This week, I don't know, just because I just wasn't feeling it. I, I did not feel riding at all. Yeah. I, I, I think I made it three quarters of the way through MX school, and I'm like, I'm, I hurt. But don't you so, think that's what makes the series so good is because they do. They're always changing. They make changes yeah. all the time, so you never get comfortable with what they are offering because they want to. You never it to, know. Yeah. And my wife, she's like, well, why do they do that? Like, that, you know that drives me crazy. I'm like, I'm glad that they do that because our our little boy on a PW50 is learning racecraft at that point because mm-hmm. it's never the same. He's never going to be comfortable. Last week we got we you know, we put a fourth overall out of twelve riders or whatever. We did we did well. This week we pulled last overall. Um, like when you text me, we had a we had a rough night. We he went out. Um, I think it was Moto One. I don't think it was practice. I can't remember. I'm so confuzzled at this point but we, we went down on the face of a jump and broke his throttle cable and the bike got stuck wide open um anybody in those pw50s i'm not a pw50 i'm not knowledgeable in the pw50s we didn't do that when i was younger we you know i started on a 65 and i started racing an 85 right away um we were on the big bikes right off the bat so the pw50 world is all new to me starting this year so we need to get you in contact with tony alessi and uh, yeah, pretty, malcolm and james stewart pretty james. much at this point because they so, got I, I understand tony still has like he can break down a pw54 if you want they're so basic i mean it's pushing 50 year old technology at this point they're still the same 
Um, so anyway, we, we pulled the bike out between mo- yeah between Moto One and Moto Two. I stripped the bike down. Uh, we put new throttle cable on it. We we stripped the carb. We stripped the throttle tube. We we had mechanics working on it. We tried everything. Uh, we went out. The bike was running perfect. Um, we got it running to you know on point. So he I think he got he did make one pass. The kid went down in Moto One, so he got eleventh out of twelve. Um, which wasn't bad because he literally sat for I don't know how long with that bike wide open, and I did what I could do on the track, and we got it we got it running. Um, we went into Moto Two, and he was going around the turn. He's staring back at me because I you can have five they they allow five parents in the peewee peewee division on the track any other time. There's nobody else can be out there. So he was looking at me, and I could hear that bike pop 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 pop, and I'm like, damn it. So I run over there, and he's. I, I'm very fortunate that he had a friend um, in round round one who hit a truck wide open on a PW50. Same incident, hit the side of an F250 wide open. And like I said, everybody knows PW50s. These things are notorious for any little bit of friction will cause these things to stick wide open. And luckily, this was her race back. But um, he... From that experience, I sat down with him and I told him that if anything ever happens like that, you need to shut that bike down or we need to hit the brakes. Um, he hit both brakes as tight as he could, squeezing them things. And, I, you know, that proud, proud Moto Dad moment on that one. And all three times that this happened this weekend, he, he pulled the brakes every time. Um, the scariest one, I would say, was, uh, you know, the third time that it happened was they let the 250s go. So... A lot of these races, though, you know, they're running behind. They're running behind because of the the Easter egg hunt, and they're they're right downtown Dade City. Yeah. So they try to limit the noise as much as possible. Um, they already let the two fifties go, or I think it was two fifties. Doesn't matter what it was, big bikes. And he was on the just coming up to the face of the the finish line, and I watched him rip back, and I knew that that bike was wide open again, and he he squeezed it. And those bikes are literally you know half a track behind him, and they're coming quick. And he's wide open, squeezing the brakes. I'm still half a track running to get to him. So we we run up. You know, I get him off the track. Everybody's screaming, get him off, get him off. I'm like, this bike is wide open. Like, there, there's nothing we can do. So, you know, we had some help. We got off. Um, but, yeah, it was a it was a terrible weekend. Um, and we said that at the beginning. Not all weekends are going to be good. Yeah. It, we, it sucks he had friends there from school. He's the motocross kid. We had friends there from school. We had other friends. Um, we had our neighbors there. Um, so what was going to be a good weekend was not such a good weekend. But we got a we got a weekend away and um, in the toy hauler and a full weekend at Dade City. We went, left from Dade City and went to Spider MX, put some laps in on another person's PW. So we we borrowed a PW for the weekend and we rode it and um, yeah. So the moral of the story is there's they're not all a good weekend. There, there's going to be bad weekends. So anybody that's just starting this. Um, it's hard on me because I'm, I'm the one that's supposed to keep that bike running, and I I failed this weekend. But it, it happens. There's nothing we can do about it. But um, hopefully, I think our next round is some sometime in April. So we'll get them back running. I think what we're gonna do is buy a Loretta a Loretta Lynn's National Prep bike. We're just gonna go that route. So he he has room to excel, and he can grow into the bike instead of the bike growing into him and um we'll see where it goes from here well since you talked about the uh the 
you know, it's your responsibility to keep your bike running. I don't have a kid anymore um, that's on motorcycles. Mine's on horses, and most of the time she's riding other people's. But I have my own racing, and um, I'm so fortunate that I have people in my corner who support me, and uh, you being one, and um, my buddy Jason Crowley, who is the whole reason I'm doing this off-road stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, he got a little frustrated with me because I hadn't ordered... I need a new chain and sprocket. Uh, I, I got lucky, as I described the last race, of my master clip yeah. came off my master yeah, link. You yeah. asked me if I had one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I finally, uh, we're on a little bit of a break. There was potential we were going to race this weekend, but we had kind of decided we weren't going to. And just because I didn't rush, need to, I hadn't ordered the parts yet. And and uh, so I ordered the parts and... and he's one of those people and like for you it's emotional for you because you're the dad and for me I'm the writer but I have someone that helps me with my mechanical stuff and to let that person down I kind of feel what Bowen feels is like wait my dad's doing this for me and and I have to say like Jason does a lot for me so like the fact that I let him down to oh man I'm sorry I, I just haven't had time to all I, had to do, all I had to do was get on Rocky Mountain ATV and order, and, and order yeah. it, and I just hadn't. And it's one of those things, like, I understand it from both sides because it's like when when things like when Brianna would break apart for the horses, yes, they break parts on not so much the horse but the saddles or the bid or whatever, and we just had to get stuff in. And I'm at a point now it's like, ah, dude, I'll get it. We're, we're, we're weeks away. I'll get it in. But the point is, is sometimes the people that you're working with they don't have those weeks like right now you may be on a soft week but you may be super busy so that shit's got to get done when you have the time to get it done and i don't think about it that way because most time i'm not the one that has to do the work i have someone that helps me do that and for that i'm greatly appreciative but i'm also i'm still learning what it's like to have someone else help me versus me having to get it yeah and we're like i talked about earlier um with these privateers that have the sponsorship, um, that's everything to them. Because yeah. let's if if we want to break down my race week and what it's like to live this life, I got to get a toy haul ready. I got to get a truck ready. Uh, my my great wife gets you know the clothes and all that ready. I got three bikes to get ready. Um, I might not be racing, but I you know I usually take my bike. We take our golf cart. Um, so I got three bikes to prep. I got a toy hauler to prep. I got a truck to prep to make sure it's ready to haul, you know, go everywhere we need to go. We take our golf cart, make sure there's nothing wrong with it, which that's not a big deal. But um, the amount of money that goes into all of it, and then on top of running a business, on you know, it's, it's very stressful. So we talk about pro racing here at the beginning, and those guys show up, a lot of them show up and they ride the bike. Mm-hmm. But why we want to talk about amateurs on this podcast a lot was that nobody sees the true grind that goes into a race week so like our toy hauler is missing today um and we're recording out here on my pole deck but it's it's been nice though but we literally we got home yesterday afternoon late and we emptied the entire toy hauler it's just it's a never ending like i'm dog tired i that's why my my race analysis wasn't great this week we had so much going on so on top of problems 
we get all the bikes I get all the bikes prepped all week long and then I get to a track and I'm I'm rebuilding bikes at the track because they're you know they're not running right we run into issues and it's just a it's a never-ending battle it's tiring but it, it's the greatest sport in the world it's just it's very it's very time consuming it's very expensive you know we it's easy to say we you know we had a, well over a thousand dollars this weekend just in yeah. being prepared getting everything ready you have bikes breaking bikes prepping the bikes to begin with you know i got three bikes to change oil three bikes to change air filters you know three bikes to the pw i don't got to tighten chains or you know none of that but i got two other bikes that i got to do that and it's just it gets exhausting but here we are talking about it the thrills of it and um i'll say it time and time again if you want to get your kids into it get up give us a call i'll, I'll answer any questions but it i'll be straight up front that it's it's a hard sport the racing part's not hard yeah. it's yes it's it's very dangerous it's very uh, competitive but the real work is what we put into it and um i talked to a guy yesterday and he he, he opened up my eyes a lot i've always if, if i had what my kids have at their age i'd probably be pro right now and though our kids might not be ready for that we're still giving them the opportunity to, to, that they need to get there. And just so everybody understands, just what, it, you know, what it, I'm going to say this over and over again, but what, what it takes to get there is, is not an easy road. None of this is easy. And we're, we're managing businesses. We're managing race teams. No, we don't have a, an official race team. You know, we're doing a podcast during the week. We're doing, we're, when, when we know we're racing, it's a two, it's a two week process to get ready for that single race, especially when we got three of us riding. Or even if it's just one, one, you know, my youngest ride or my middle son riding. If it's just him riding, it's still a, it's still an adventure to get three kids up and ready and get all their get all their gear ready. It's it is a an excruciating battle, but I I wouldn't trade it for nothing. So and for those that that want to critique, like oh my god, he just said the word a thousand dollars. Take your kid to Bush Gardens. Take your family, same family, three kids, wife, husband. Take them to Disney World. Go out to dinner this weekend. Go, go do something that you're going to spend the whole weekend with your family and add all that money up. Add it all up and tell me what you've spent as well. Um, people hammered us because I raced, I raced, I raced, I raced, I raced, race. My daughter's an equestrian. My daughter's very good at what she does. Mm-hmm. Very good at what she does. She works for. Uh, Mayhem Farm up in Tallahassee. They were at an eventing show this weekend in Majestic Oaks, beautiful facility. I can tell you right now, 99% of those people are paying for everything. And the amazing thing is, is you and I hop off our bikes. We could stick it in the garage for two months and it won't cost us a penny. Those people on those horses... Those horses, they eat, they need shoes, they need medical equipment, they need... So before we judge what each of us does for fun, realize we all do it because it's in our heart. Like, I'm a a racing fan. My my nephew and uh, brother-in-law and sister, they went to Auburndale Speedway this weekend because one of the top 4x4 GNCC racers, pros, his dad was racing his mini-modified circle track mm-hmm. car at Auburndale this weekend and that's where they were on Saturday night watching and they were like dude we had so much fun Like, what? they watched super late models they watched trucks they watched 
Bandoleros. They watch all these different cars. Like racing is racing, and I don't care which level you do it at. I don't care. I don't care if you're racing golf uh, lawn mowers at Avon Park in Christmas time. Those things are all expensive to do them at a level that is competitive. Yeah. So this weekend for you, it sucked, but those are memories. You have no idea what memories those three kids are going to get out of them. Oh, and it's no we like we had a terrible weekend. The racing was terrible, um, but we got to stay at the track. They got to play with friends. You know, like I said, Jagger Craig was there, and Aiden Shive was there this weekend. The Petron X guys were there. It was. You still get the takeaways every weekend. Though we spend that kind of money and. But this is what we love to do. Our kids love it. It's it does. There's no price tag on on any of that. So yeah. we don't think about it like that. It's it's expensive, and it, like I said, we know that we know where he wants to be. We know where we want him to be, and he's he's at a a very amateur spot right now. But we're gonna go buy a bike that we need and that he can grow into, and we can you know we can keep excelling. So yeah, there's more money down the drain, but it's not. It's never down the drain. Uh, a lot of people say, you know, how can you afford to do that? How can you afford to do this? Well, your kids are out playing all kinds of sports. You're spending money on that too. So, this is the sports that we do. We're not, we don't do team sports. We, we race, and um, there's a there's a lot of a lot of backlash, I guess you want to say, from from what we do. And you know, why do you put your kids through that? And that's it's what they love. This is this is what they want to do. And if if that's what it costs us a weekend, that's what it costs us. It's it doesn't matter. Like you said, the memories are, are yeah. what's there. And um, we had we had a blast at the track. You know, we had it's it's awesome to see all the toy haulers pull in, and you know, it, you become friends with all of them. And um, it might not be the same people you see every weekend, but your neighbors beside you at the track are going to become your friends by the end of the weekend, more than likely. You're going to at least have some kind of conversation with them. And you're always going to get tidbits of information, whether you're giving it to them or they're giving it to you. It's 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 always a good weekend. It's always a good experience, um, and it's uh, we'll, we'll never pull out of it by any means. Um, it's it's always it's in our blood, and um, I think next week we'll we'll probably talk about that a little bit. How I think we're going to dive deep. How it week. all comes yeah. into it, and you know our feelings on all this stuff, yeah. and. Um, I mean, we're kind of getting into it a little bit right now, but that's that's not that's not the point of it. Um, it. It was a bad weekend, but it was a good weekend. So yeah. we'll, we'll end it at that. And Everybody's walking, and, and yeah, that's, that's 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 a great thing. And I know that sounds funny, but when my daughter used to compete, like sometimes she'd be like, "Ah, oh, she do? Oh, she finished fifth. And I'm like, "But she was she's she's walking and she's standing, yeah. and the horse is healthy." So I get it. Um, I'm going to finish up uh, for my side. Um, one of my buddies, he was a hair scramble guy with me. We kind of went through classes together. We competed. Um, he and his stepson, they've been doing the Dade City Motocross School, and they've been racing the, uh, I think, Gary's kind of transition from hair scrambles back to motocross, mm-hmm. which was his first love. They were there this weekend. And um, also congratulations to our local uh, HBI, Matt Bell. HBI had a good weekend at the I4MX series at Mesa. Um, which is another, and it's just, if you really think about it, we're sitting in the center of Polk County right now. And he puts on an awesome scavenger hunt yeah. down there during that, that little series. So, so. We're, we're having a great, like, there's so many, like, they were at, Derek and his family, Date City, Spider MX, Mesa, not that far, probably an hour and a half away from us. Moto Bros has their, like, honestly, for as 
fractured as the industry is and the growth in Florida is and people are pissed off because you're riding motorcycles, there's a lot of good motorcycle stuff going on and we just need more people who are like, hey, let's let these kids have an opportunity yeah. to ride. And, and, and HBI put on a, uh, they had a great showing this weekend, uh, Matt Bell. By the way, if you're free on Monday nights, um, Matt Bell does his church service uh, through Zoom. Yeah, you message me. I can get you a link. Yep. Um, it's a private. It's a private event, but uh, we can get you a link. And um, Any, he's he's an awesome guy. Anything uh, we can do to pump up the local motocross scene. That's what we're here for, and that's what this is always going to be about. Even if it's my kids, somebody else's kids. Um, a lot of the news is always going to be my kids because that's that's the amateurs that I know. Though I I try to. I try to watch the other races while we're there. When we have weekends like that, it's hard. Um, and like we said, that was that was the goal from begin from the beginning is to try to go over all the amateur stuff. But you know, when I got kids racing, it's that is that is the news for, for that our is, side of it. Hey, that is the amateur stuff. Yeah. Your kids are racing, and um, I can I can thoroughly analyze and you know give a breakdown of what what this life is like. And you know, we live and breathe it every day. Whether that's like I said, we run businesses, and then we. We we race by weekend and it's 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 a hard sport. It's hard, but um, we'll be here to break it down every little bit. Anything else good for the cause? Not this week, I don't think. Like right. I said, I'm 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 beat at this point. <laughs> hey, we had to actually. I don't know when exactly this will come out. It all depends on our producer, our super super producer Michelle, getting this out. I'm going to my uh, I call him my fake future son-in-law. Uh, it's his final baseball game of the season um, tonight, so we had to do this early. Derek was good enough. Toy hauler's gone. Our studio's gone. So instead of freaking out and skipping, nope, we come up. Derek with came with an alternative plan, which actually is really nice. This may become the fall. Uh, this feels pretty good. This feels pretty it's get, good. It's getting warm, but yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable. We might have to do some umbrella drinks or something. Yeah. But uh, chairs are comfortable. On behalf of Derek and DBS. Um, if you need uh, fabrication, home improvements, handyman services, Derek is your man. On behalf of Michelle and Trey Real Estate, thank God for my wife. She is awesome. I'm also going to say on behalf of H&W Stables because a lot of people don't understand that it, as much as that is not my thing, that place has allowed me to do a lot of the things that I've gotten to do. So. Yeah. It, and it also is one of our businesses. So H&W Stables, Michelle and Trey Real Estate, DBS, we're here. We're going to be here every week. Next week, there is no race. I don't even think there's amateur stuff going on. And oh, we got a, we got a couple weeks off. Yeah, so, so we'll probably do some riding. But other than that, we're going to try and get a new bike and get it tested and tuned. And that's going to be about the the gist of ours. So Awesome. Well, Derek and week. I are going to tell our stories next week. It, it, we'll, we will do our best to keep it succinct. But I want us to tell our racing stories to kind of go from our beginning to end and tell also talk about maybe why we're able to do this on a Monday afternoon at it's two o'clock in the afternoon. And here we are. And we're here. And we actually do have real jobs. So I, I, I want us to be able to tell that story yeah. and and share that and, and get more people involved. So Thank you, Derek, for your time. Thank you for your setup. Thank you for uh, allowing us your time. And we actually had a studio, live studio audience today. We do. Yeah. So yeah, We do. So hopefully it keeps going on from here. But um, 
Yeah, watch for us dropping on what, Apple pretty soon. Yeah, um, we're still working out the. Everything's been set up. We're just waiting on them to accept us. Yeah, we're waiting on our um, our YouTube channel to to settle in, right? Yep. So we have it on both um, yep. Trey and Michelle Real Estate and backwards um, Michelle and Trey Real Estate because she's the boss. <laughs> and um, Beyond the Curve MX podcast will yep. get its own channel here once we get it. Yeah, bear with us. Get the kinks worked out. We'll. And while we're still talking. Don't be afraid that we're gonna ha- don't be a sh- don't be afraid to watch because we're gonna have Derek's gonna go out and he's gonna interview some of these people that are involved in racing. I'm gonna do the same, but we're also going to have these raw videos of business people that we like because this is about amateur racing about small yeah. business. We're gonna talk about other things and that's gonna also be on our channel and and it's we're gonna we're gonna branch off so. Those are the fun parts that I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah. Is like, we may have a raw video of Derek sitting in the Dade City pits one day talking with some dude, and there's, I'm looking forward to that. There's a lot of there's a lot of business in the racing world. Yeah, um, most of us own our own businesses. That's how we can do this. So, yeah, there's a there's a lot to discuss, and there's a direct future ahead. So, yeah. until next time, Derek is a good time. Thank you, sir. Definitely for Derek and Trey. Thank you very much for watching Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. Bye-bye. Have a good one.